Hey guys, what's going on? It's your best friend, your pal, your roommate, Zach Lyman, and you are listening to the Zach Lyman Podcast once again. Thank you so much for those precious, precious listens. And uh, just another one of these episodes where I got my pal, my my buddy, my good friend, Lou Moon, just just sitting across from me, and we're going to answer some some questions that you guys have about comedy. But don't you dare talk yet, Lou. Don't you dare say a single peep because I got to tell them if they want to help out the podcast, head over to ZachLionPodcast.com. Check out the website. Buy some merch. You know, just check out all the new sweet deals. Head over to ZachLionPodcast.com and get your new comedy and naps t-shirt or crop top or sweater. Mm-hmm. That's cozy. ZachLionPodcast.com. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, Lou and I, we're going to talk about, what are we talking about today? Uh, today, we are going to be talking about, uh, also, good to see you, Zach. Good to see you. Um, we are going to be talking about uh, how to get good at comedy without going on stage, which I think is a very important thing to, thing to talk about right now in this here pandemic. Yeah, you know what? Let's get right into it right now. We're in. <laughs> Cool. I'm glad I have to edit that clap out later. <laughs> Great. That's sound speeds. Uh, I think I'm, I'm the engineer for this podcast now. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we are talking today about um, how to get good at comedy without going on stage, and um, which I think is uh, very interesting right now. Yeah. With everything happening. Yeah. Um, I, I would definitely like this idea because uh, when you're like, yeah, let's do that one. You know, because we, we have a list that we go through and we're like, what about these? And we picked this one today and Lou was very excited about it. And I was like, I kind of don't know the answer. So right, I, I have ideas, but like I really want to talk it out and I want to find what 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 should I be doing? Yeah, it's it's sort of like um, I I think a lot of this falls under uh, not advice that we've already given, but it's in a similar nature. Yeah, right. Because we're talking a lot about um, authenticity authenticity in yeah. these episodes and how uh, utilizing that and grasping it is what makes a comedian great, uh, in my opinion. Um, but it's because it's also it's not a good idea to get on stage right now, obviously. Yeah, it like, can be very dangerous. Yeah, especially like especially open mics where at least this is how it is in Phoenix. You know, like if you're you know in the comedy scene in I don't know um, Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, you know, like maybe uh, your comedy scene open mics don't have this many people here, but you know there will be. Like, upwards of, like, 30 to 40 people on an open mic list. Yeah. And uh, that's terrifying right now. Yeah. Like, let alone just, like, other people who are at the bar, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, um, well, like, we're talking about this because uh, Zach and I have been uh, writing with a couple of people right now. Uh, some of those people being newer comedians who wanted to get into it, like right before the pandemic and there's people we became friends with like right before. Yeah. And they're the ones who are like, how do I get good at comedy 
you know, if I can't get on stage. Yeah. And um, and I was just telling I was just telling you, Zach, about how like if you get to a certain point in comedy, and this is my theory, um, if you get to a certain point in comedy, you don't have to go to like every open mic you can. Yeah, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm 12 years in, mm-hmm. and I feel like I need to go to every open mic possible. You know? And I'm like, I don't know when that feeling is going to go away, but, you know, it's like, I, I, you just, in my mind, I hope I replace the open mics with book shows that are right. paid. Right? So I just hope that I'm getting on stage every day. Like, my main goal is to just get on stage as much as possible. Right. But, you know, this last year, uh, I hit every open... I said yes to everything and did every open mic last year because I wanted to get really good at my hour. And I wanted to, like... I was writing a new hour, and I wanted to get really good at, like, figuring out what worked and didn't work. And uh, putting in that much effort uh, definitely took my comedy to, like, another level Mm -hmm. in general. Well, and I... That makes sense. Um, but for me, I've been doing comedy for four and a half years and, um, I remember thinking this even before the pandemic Yeah. of the last thing, the last, uh, time I went on stage before the pandemic was an open mic in Tempe. And, um, I remember leaving that open mic and like, cause I'm not working on an hour yeah. I'm just working on jokes that I have written. Yeah. Um, and like maybe they'll be in an hour, you know, at some point. You yeah. and I are, are writing a, an hour together. Yeah. Right now. Um, but like, uh, I remember leaving that open mic and just being like, I don't want to go to these open mics anymore. And it's, <laughs> and it's because like it was, you know, it was an open mic at a bar in Tempe and no one was listening. No one was happy that we were there. And so I told my jokes to an audience that was, like, uninterested and cold. Yeah. And so it's like, how do I know if these jokes are good if no one gives a shit? If I was, if I was good, if I was bad, who knows? Right. Like, at that point, it's like, it means nothing. It's a, a, like an empty gesture signifying nothing. Yeah, but I, you know, I I agree with you. Quality over quantity, for sure, at open mics. But I I also like open mics like that. I go home and I listen to my set and I go, how do I like that joke? Right. How do I edit that joke? Or listening back to myself and how I performed it and did it and said it, and none of those points that I just mentioned had anything to do with the audience. You know, right. so like they don't even need to be there. They could just be chairs. I've sure. been performing for chairs. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah, I got up and I held that microphone and I did this bit that I wanted to do. <laughs> you, yeah. No, I mean, you would get more out of just doing it for chairs. Yeah. You know, and like, that's like, when I like, when I meet someone and like through conversation, they glean that I'm a comedian. Because you told them. Because <laughs> well, like, well, like they brought me the check and I said, <laughs> yeah. I'm a comedian. Yeah. It was silent for uh, like a couple of seconds. And I was like, you, you know, I'm a comedian. <laughs> like, 
Well, no, it's just like <laughs> comedy is like so much of like just what I talk about, you know. <laughs> so, um, but like, um, I I think that um, it it's like <laughs> I at some point you do comedy for yourself because it's, it's the thing you love. Yeah. But you can't be doing it for what might as well be empty chairs, you know? For, yeah, not for years or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't be. But that's what I th- I feel like that's what a lot of people are, like, content with, you know? <laughs> like, um, and, like, I'm not. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, when you perform for chairs for a long time and then you get a real audience, a real group of 100 people, yeah. it is it is a crazy good feeling. Oh, so, 100%. Like, right, it does, it does like equal out where you're like, oh, it's all worth it now because of all that effort. Now I'm in front of a crowd. But you're right, there needs to be a turning point right. where you are performing in front of tons of people. But getting back to the question and in hand today... How do you get better when you're not even doing the open mic that's just chairs? Right. Like, I think that's one sort of benefit of Zoom mics. Yeah. For for one, I think that's a sort of obvious thing right now is just like you can do a Zoom mic. Everyone who's at the Zoom mic wants to see the Zoom mic, even if it's just comedians. Yeah. You know, like... I've done Zoom shows where there are people who just want to watch. Yeah. And that's great. Like, and um, it's not the same feeling as being on stage, you know, with people. And it's, like, intimate. And it's, like, you're screaming in their faces, you know? <laughs> but, like... Um, just call me out like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm calling us out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's not the same feeling. But, like, it's fine. You know? I think, like... I think we get that out of the way, you know, of just saying like, do a Zoom show. Why not? Yeah, that's one. So we're 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 starting off with saying a Zoom show is one way, yeah. without getting on stage. Exactly. And I agree with that because, uh, you know, even if you're not, uh, yeah, you you still are held accountable for time. Yeah. Right. So there's still a time. They're still going to give you the light. And you're still going to have to figure out how long these jokes are and how you like saying them. And then, yeah, the Zoom mics that I've seen can really tell you like yay or nay on a joke. Right. You know, you're like, oh, okay. And then you can move on to other material. Exactly. Uh, Or something can really crush. You know, like I I had a really good set on a Zoom mic and I didn't. I I didn't think I could say that ever, you know. Like I didn't think I could I could be like, no, I got a lot of enjoyment out of yeah. doing well on an on a Zoom show. <laughs> well, because it's like like comedians can be like such like black and white people sometimes, or it's like everything is great or everything is horrible. Yeah, and like I I feel comfortable saying that because I can very much be that way <laughs> like a lot of the time. Um, but also like comedians treat Zoom shows like it's not. Um, you're not on stage in front of like people like in the flesh, therefore it is bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it's like it's not bad. It's fine. No, it was it was enjoyable, and yeah. I definitely I will be doing more in the future. There we go. But um, it's definitely not a thing I want to do all the time. Sure. Uh, it's like more of a once in a while thing because there's a uh, it's just like a different avenue for me, um, and I'm like so focused on writing right now. Yeah, because uh, the one thing about the Zoom show, it did make me miss stand up more. Like after the show yeah. was over, I was like, 
man, imagine if I was in person. <laughs> right. <laughs> like immediately my brain's yeah. like, imagine if we did it for real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like in the past month or so, I've done uh, two outdoor shows Yeah. Uh, here in Arizona because it's, it's beautiful outside right now. And uh, those weren't bad, but like the entire time there was an air of like, this shouldn't be happening, you know, like even if it is like, you know, quote unquote safe and outdoors, you know? Yeah. Like, um, there's still a microphone you're sharing and exactly. a space and yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, so another way that like you and I are both taking, uh, we're both, we're both, uh, applying right now to our lives is writing and yeah. just constantly be writing and thinking right. of new ways so I feel like, okay, the Zoom show is a good choice and uh, just writing all the time is definitely going to make you better. But then we, we've been in a writing group. Right. And so we've been writing in a group situation. And I think that can elevate your writing in another way because now you have input from people that are not your voice exactly. and could be an audience member or they could be uh, using or I love I love writing groups because you're using other people's writing styles to apply exactly. to your joke where they're like, oh, I would come out from this angle, and I was like, I would never think of that. Right. It's it's very much a like if you form a writing group, um, like yeah, like you, I mean, like a you got to make sure that it's like with like the right people. Like the writing group that I'm in with you is like. We're all people who, like, understand each other's, like, point of view and perspective. Yeah, um, very supportive. Very supportive. Uh, like, we all find each other funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, we're all not, the like, the same type of comedian, but it is very, like, supportive. And it is very, like, everyone's funny in their own, like, special way. Right. And, like, that's, like, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Like, the most important about doing that is making sure you're doing it with like a group of like the right people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like I tried doing writing groups with like a few other people, uh, and it did not go well because I don't know. They're just telling me I should like talk more about dicks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like yeah. Weird. I've, I've gone to so many writing groups in my life because I love writing with other people. I do too. And I love helping people out with their jokes. Exactly. And that can be like a real turning point of, uh, uh, I because also it, it, it certain people not that they're not support maybe they are very supportive but also people can be like no like you give them advice on their joke and they go no and then they like aren't willing to listen to right. any open advice and then you're like okay well right like it's cool you're helping us but like we want you to grow too and you're, you're right. like you're getting I, nothing you were out of it. you were looking for someone to say what you did was funny and no notes you yeah, know? Like, yeah 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 that's what it is it's a, it's an ego thing always yeah and so it's like you know it, 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 i really like the writing group we have now but yeah like really assess who you're writing with right. who you're surrounding yourself with cuz um that's another thing. I really like. I love your comedy, Lou, and Thank you. so I like writing with you, and I like being around you because, like, that takes me out of my writing style a little bit and makes me yeah. expand my brain. And um, yeah, surround yourself with talented people that are going to bring you to another level. Yeah, and that's that's how you do it on the writing side. Right. So we've covered Zoom for mm-hmm. performing. We've covered yeah. writing. Right. What's another way someone could approach 
getting better at comedy? Well, I I think now is sort of like a good time a good time to be um really I mean, what better time than now than to just get really into comedy? Yeah. Like um you know, I I think if, you know, you analyze comedy so much, you know, you are sort of like taking the joy out of it. Yeah. But like um I don't know why you looked at me so hard when you said that. <laughs> you know why. Yeah. <laughs> you joyless monster. Like Zach was telling me before the podcast about how many connections he has. It's just uh, sickening. I showed him my email list. <laughs> Have you heard of MailChimp? It's great. I like we've all heard of MailChimp. Yeah, but look how many I have in here. <laughs> I'm going to send an email to all these people. <laughs> Check it in. Love Zach. Uh, <laughs> a photo of my sandwich. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like um, there is so much to get better at in comedy, whether it's um, like timing and delivery or writing or like just general like presence. Yeah. Like, Watch how your favorite comedians move. Mm-hmm. Like, watch how your like favorite comedians like will like hold the mic and like use the other hand for like emphasis or lack of emphasis. You know, it's like mm-hmm. there's a great video on YouTube, but I was telling Zach about this a couple of days ago. But I highly recommend it. <laughs> it's an entire video. It's got to be like eight minutes long. About how Bill Burr uses a microphone. <laughs> I forgot you told me that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it changed my perspective about a microphone. <laughs> like, and it's, and I just, just holding it, using it to your advantage. Use yeah. like, there are so, there's so much nuance. Yeah. To like being a great, not just a great comedian, but being a great performer. Yeah. You know, what's another thing I like watching is okay. it, it can be really, if, Totally fits with what you're saying, but um, there's so many. We've all seen it. I don't know. I I can't find a better phrase for it. But we've seen kind of like the hacky comic online schooling stuff. Yes, where it can be very uh, like this might as well be made in the eighties or something. Right. But you can watch those and always get something from it. Where you're like maybe he does talk about holding the microphone, or maybe he deep dives into like how he does set up and punchlines and there's going to be something in there that you've never seen before. No, very true. Or you thought know? about. Cause it's like, if you're listening to this like right now, you know, like you're probably like a big old comedy nerd. Yeah. You know, and yeah. or like trying to be a comedian. And like, if you're like a comedian who's also like a big comedy nerd, you know, there's like a group of comedians that we all love. Yeah. You know, but like, uh, no one is like, no one is like going back and watching like I don't know like Jeff Foxworthy back in the eighties, you know, <laughs> like yeah, when he yeah. was like first getting started, or like mm. Ray Romano, you know, like yeah, those like those big club guys, yeah. And know? we we kind of covered this a lot in the episode where we talk about watching specials makes you funnier, you yeah. know, and we concluded that it does for these exact reasons of all mm-hmm. the input. But uh, to deep dive on that a little more even, to touch on it, I, I think another thing I've been doing this past week to get better at comedy 
is I've been listening to podcasts uh, that I do not enjoy. Interesting. Like just random podcasts that are like the hosts that I don't enjoy or something like that. Okay. But like I'm I'm listening to like them talk about comedy with like maybe a comedian I really enjoy or like right. finding like a good balance. And uh, that's been really enlightening of like that host is going to ask questions that I would never ask. Uh, right. And that's going to get a different answer out of a comedian I really like. And so maybe it sends them on a tangent of how they do hold the microphone or how they do, you know, and it's, it's been eye opening doing that. Yeah. And I'm also been, I've always done this though, though, of, uh, watching specials that I don't like. Right. I, but I think that's like another thing of getting good without getting on stage. You just reminded me of something. Yeah. Uh, from a long time ago. Okay. Um, that was, um, I was asking, uh, comedy advice. This was probably two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. Uh, I was asking, uh, for comedy advice from our friend Anwar Newton. Yeah. Uh, from the Phoenix scene. And, um, he was like, uh, cause we were talking about like comedians we both enjoy. And, um, he was like, dude, you, like you should watch like night, like, um, night from the Apollo stuff from like the early nineties. And I was like, why should I do that? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. And he was like, it's clearly like not comedy that you watch enough. Yeah. Like, um, and like I did and I'm like, these fucking guys that very different from me. Yeah. Obviously. But like, um, I learned so much mm-hmm. from from watching that stuff. Yeah, like watching uh, like comedians who like for the most part I don't relate to, but they are killing. Yeah, crushing. Like like killing harder than like any comedian I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it's like, um, get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, like. It's it really there is so much space to explore in comedy, and I always like I used to tell people then, um, like before, like Onward told me this, and I tell people this now. Uh-huh. It's like comedy is not just one thing. Yeah, you know, like comedy is so many different things. It just has to be funny. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, like yeah, their experiences and their approach to talking and holding a mic and standing on the stage and like everything is just going to be so not what you normally watch exactly you know and it's like sure you could keep watching that big special for the hundredth time right you know but you've clearly gotten everything out of it you know exactly (laughs) it's like um oh i have a another piece of advice Okay. Uh, for people who want to get good at comedy without going on stage. Um, and that is to do stuff in your normal life that you are afraid of. It's, it's like, there's that thing that people say when they find out that you are a comedian. Mm. And that's the whole thing of like, oh, you're so brave. <laughs> like, and it's like, I'm like, uh, I don't know about brave, desperate, needy, sure. I, <laughs> you know? I usually just thank them, Lou. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, no, like, oh, I'm doing a ser- like, I'm doing a service, you know? Like, I'm not a firefighter, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, I'll sign their apron. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You're going out amongst the common people in their aprons. 
<laughs> Put down that dirty dish. I'll sign your chimney brush, son. Uh, but, uh, um. <laughs> Bring your monocle over here. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Where's your parrot? <laughs> like, but it, it is really, like, I think um, the heart of comedy really is, like, subversion. Yeah. You know, even if it's really, like, minute or small-seeming subversion... You're like a joke is about taking something and turning it on its head. Yeah. And which is like at, at its heart subversive. So you have to get subversive in your own life. Yeah. What are you afraid of? You know, yeah. like, um, it doesn't, it doesn't matter like, like how small seeming it might be, but like if you do things that like take bravery to do, yeah then you become a brave person. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, I think this applies. Uh, I always talk about brain wrinkles. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard this idea, but brain wrinkles, uh, let's, for easy the easiest way, your, your brain is smooth, and then every time you do something different or experience something different, you get like a wrinkle. Yeah. Easiest way to explain it. Right. So so I do new things and it might be brush your teeth with your left hand and say your right hand. It can like change up your brain chemistry a little mm, bit, get, yeah. get things firing yeah. because you're just a little bit out of the norm. Uh, and so every time there's like an experience or something that I could do, I go, yeah, you know what? I, I want to do that for the brain wrinkle. Um, yeah. And then I do maybe get material out of it. Maybe, maybe it's just that night I go to an open mic and I talk about it and I go, eh, there's nothing there. But, you know, I, yeah. I told a new joke and I worked on a new idea and I approached it differently, Yeah, uh, which is great. But I, it could be as simple as I, I remember one brain wrinkle was I wanted to ride an electric scooter around by Tumby Town Lake. Sure. Went and did that. Spent the whole day just riding around. Yeah. And then I went and I told some jokes about it that week. And it's like, it could be as simple as that, but that's like a story. Now you've written, a, you've had a new experience and now you're maybe asking the whys behind that thing. And you're just approaching comedy a little bit different. So I feel like having new experiences is awesome. Awesome way for comedy. Exactly. And it doesn't, yeah. Like, I feel like comedians will, like, do stuff for the bit later. But it's never like riding a scooter around to B-Town Lake. <laughs> yeah. Comedians, like, I'll hear comedians say, like, Oh yeah! Over the weekend, I did a bunch of blow and I punched a stripper for the joke, you know. Yeah. Like, and it's just, I'm just like, that's not a joke. That's a that's a felony. Yeah. Like, it's a crime you did. Also, you're <laughs> like, a horrible person. Yeah, exactly. Please leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't invite you here. <laughs> I don't know how they get in. That's um, like, but but yeah, like do something new. And like maybe even like scary seeming. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people who know me know that I'm terrified of horses. Mm. I am going to try and get over that fear this year. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the plan. You're gonna pet a horse, or you're gonna ride I'm, a horse? Like, I'm gonna start off with petting a horse. Okay. I'm like, I, like approaching the horse, maybe feeding the horse. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> I'm gonna get a horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Batman. You know, he yeah. hates bats. Yeah. So I could be horseman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at eating oats with a bag around my face. Yeah, I don't know why not. <laughs> I 
that's, that's I already, how I picture you. Yeah. <laughs> Eating food from a bag. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. about right. Oh, yeah, man. Just you laying on a couch eating, just having, just munching. You yeah. Know? Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, I feel like you were about to say something specific and you were like, that's too mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like saw it on your face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like where my brain went, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're trying to get over horses. I'm trying to be a better person, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. To... <laughs> yeah. I'm a giant baby. You're an asshole. <laughs> you know, that's just that's our dynamic. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm just figuring it out. Uh, yeah. All right. So, Zoom, right? Zoom. And then writing groups. Writing, writing groups are amazing. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, new experiences. Mm hmm. Um, anything else we talked about? And then watching tons of comedy. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. being in the comedy. Yeah. Watching up for nuances. Yeah. Um, like, I I think that, like, an, an episode like this, mm-hmm. if we think of anything else, like, leaves it open for, like, a part two. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. So if we think of anything else, um, yeah. we'll just do a part two and we'll talk about it more. Yeah. The one last thing I will add to it is um, all of those things are great. And I think one thing that can take all those things to the next level is maybe just set goals with them. I'm going to watch this many specials. I'm going to write this many jokes. Um, You know, like last year I was like, I'm going to write a script. And so I wrote like a detailed script that was like many sketches involved. Yeah. And uh, it's like, that was just a goal, you know? And it's like, it took my brain out of the normal comedy writing and put it in a different kind of comedy writing. Definitely. I I think you and I are both... Uh, people who work better with deadlines. Yeah, um, yeah. And just because it's like, otherwise it's just like, you know, like, I mean, we both probably have like some kind of ADHD or something. I you no, know, I am diagnosed, yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so if it's like, if we don't give ourselves, ourselves like these deadlines, it's like, if it can just get done whenever, it's just going to get done whenever. Yeah. When? Who knows? Fuck yeah. you. You know, yeah. like, that's it. Yeah. Like, but like, you know, you, give yourself a little bit of strictness. Yeah. Do you want to give an update of where we are with uh, writing an hour? Yeah. I think, um, I think in the past, uh, we started this back in like what, November? I think we started in November. Yeah. So, and we're recording this right now in mid December. Uh huh. So I think I, I definitely have, um, I would say, like 10 to 12 minutes of usable material right now. Okay. Um, then, and the rest of it is just sort of needs like a fine tuning and like that stuff on top of like material that I've been doing Mm -hmm. that I still think is viable. You know, I, I have like, I have a half hour. Yeah. You know, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not going to make the decision if my stuff is usable or not. Okay. I'm going by peer time. Uh, so I definitely wrote all of November's. I think I actually, I'd have to go back and look, but I think I, I passed it. I think I wrote 15 minutes instead of 10. Beautiful. Which, like like I said, who knows what is usable, maybe eight minutes, but I, right. that's my only goal was just to write enough. And then this month, I feel like I am close to 10 minutes, but I'm probably like around six to eight-ish yeah. So, written. like, if we're going based off of time, I probably I I've probably written like fifteen minutes in total. 
Okay. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, we're not far off from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's like, like I was like, we have to write this last Sunday. I needed to get something going. Right. Um, and hopefully we can write again soon so I can hit November's, de- uh, de- December's deadline. But I think December right. is going to be a month where I'm going to barely make the 10 minutes. Right. I mean, there's so much happening in December. Yeah. It, it is a, a, a tough time, but I, yeah. I, so far two months in, we're doing good. Yeah, we're doing great, I so, think. Yeah. You know, like, and I hope that if you are listening to this and you are trying to like be a comedian, I think I think you should do this too. Like, yeah. um, feel free to join us. Yeah. Like message uh Zach and or myself. Mm-hmm. Uh and like let us know. Let yeah. us know what's going on. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh thanks for being on the show, Lou. Anytime, bud. Yeah, and I've been your host, Zach Lyman. This has been the Zach Lyman Podcast and outro music. Music.